Welcome to episode four of Widowcast from Joanne the Life Coach. Welcome listeners. This is Joanne Philomena. I'm here to present Widowcast for you and share with you some of my experiences through my first year as a widow. Um, I had mentioned Jim passed away at the very end of 2014, and so I found myself welcoming in the new year all by myself. My daughter was flying out, but it took her a day to even broach that subject with me because I was so confused um, right after he passed away. And then, of course, it took her a day to, to catch the flight to come out. She got here on January 1st, but New Year's Eve, I sat by my fireplace with a glass of wine, and I might have been the first time I actually began speaking out loud to my dead husband. I knew he was still there listening. I have some very strong beliefs about afterlife and what happens when we leave the body. So... Um, I toasted to Jim and I had remembered that just a couple weeks before in the kitchen, he was sitting at the kitchen table and I was at the sink and I said something about, wow, 2015, doesn't that sound so futuristic? Like I never even thought about the fact that I would still be alive in 2015, how about you? And he just looked at me like really confused, like he didn't get that at all. It was almost as if something in him knew that he would not see 2015. I sure didn't expect to bring in a new year without him. And as I sat there that New Year's Eve, it seemed to me like the year 2015 was just opening up in front of me, like this huge blank year that I couldn't even imagine what the year would be without Jim. It was a little daunting. It also made me think, this year is going to be just me. It's all mine. It's mine to own. It's just going to have to be my year and I'll get through it. Then, of course, my daughter came out the next day, spent the first few years of the new year with me, which was really nice to have company in the house. It was also nice because she gave me so much reassurance on so many levels. I don't know if she even realized, you know, right after Jim passed away, I started packing up and throwing away clothes. Like it was the one thing my brain could latch on to. Like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to go clear out his closet. And I boxed up some for donation that I could take and leave at people's place. Um, a lot of the clothes I threw out, bags and bags. And I also felt a twinge of guilt. Like I thought, oh, if the neighbors see my overflowing garbage bin with these big bags of clothes, they're going to think, what a cold-hearted woman. He's only just passed away and she's throwing away his things. But it just felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. And I started doing that. Um, I got to a point where I just ground to a, a full halt on that. Um, it it was more difficult than I thought. 
There were still things here to go through. Jen went through a few things with me going through the coat closet and talking me out of hanging on to things, saying, is that really something you think you can use? Or are you just holding on to it because of memories or because you don't want to let go of Jim? Um, it was really helpful. It was really good. Then she had to go back to California and I was on my own. And one afternoon I was walking through Barnes and Noble and a book caught my eye. It said a year to live by Stephen Levine. And at the bottom under that, it said how to live this year as if it were your last. And I knew I had to buy it. I had to buy it. I didn't even care what the book was really written about inside. Just looking at that cover was a revelation for me. I knew that I had to live the year as if it were my last year. I think that was underscored by Jim dying in the evening of December 29th, right at the end of 2014. It made me realize God, did he, did he know when we celebrated in the new year of 2014, that that would be the last year of his life? And I'm sure Jim found joy in every day because it was his nature. He held back nothing. He went for everything it was just his personality to do that. So I bought this book by Stephen Levine. Um, I would recommend it. I'm a little ashamed to say I don't think I ever read through the entire book. I've got it out again, and I'm going to finish reading through it. As I said to me, I really didn't even need to read much of what was between the covers, although it's a fantastic book. I did read through most of it. Having it near me, it sat next to my chair. It was a constant reminder for me, just looking at it, that 2015 was my year to live. It was my year to live. And it was hard in that everything that marked a little bit of celebration or just something new in my life, I wanted to run home and tell Jim. Because when you have that other person in your life, you share everything with them and you look forward to it. If you discover some nugget of something really cool and new, you want to come right home and tell your spouse, wow, look at what I found. And I didn't have anybody to do that with. When I got the job that he knew that there was supposed to be an offer letter coming on, and when that offer letter finally came, I had to hug myself and um, raise a little toast and say, hey, Jim, it came through, it came through. But I really missed getting that big hug and congratulations. That, that was the hard part. And I don't know that that's something that I will ever grow out of, move through. There have been times throughout the year that I wanted to run home and tell him things. 
there were times throughout the year when i did celebrate things with him as i said i i do still talk to him at first i worried about that that i was walking around my house talking to my dead husband like i would see crazy women in the movies doing that and i would think what if the neighbors look in and they see me walking around talking to absolutely no one but the truth is i know jim is still around He's made his presence felt in many ways, which I will share with you through future podcasts, I'm sure. So, and it comforts me. It comforts me to be able to say, wow, Jim, are you seeing what I've just done? Isn't this amazing? Does this blow you away? I'm so excited. And it it gives me that little bit of being able to share with him. Early days, it didn't come as easy to me that I didn't have him here to share things with. And one of the ways that I found to alleviate that a little bit is I found a blog online. I signed into WordPress and I made it a private blog. So it was locked from anybody publicly being able to view it or find it. You see, Jim and I met on the internet Back in the days when there were no graphics, there were no Explorer, there was no Google to look anything up. All we really had was a white C prompt and you could type a message on the white C prompt to post to a community board and maybe in 20, 30 minutes, your post would show up for other people to read. And that's how we became friends. We became friends within a group of about 20 people who all became friends, disgusting, disgust, disgusting, discussing philosophies. So it felt natural to me that we met in text on the internet. And after his passing, I could still communicate to him in text on the internet. So I found this blog that I set up for myself and I wrote a letter to him just it was about a week after he had passed away and I wrote a letter to be able to tell him what I was feeling what little disappointments there were and I knew I had that blog I could come back to anytime I felt I needed to share with Jim and I did come back and I, I know I wrote one more entry for him And then I came back eventually and wrote a third entry called More Talking to Dead People because this one was to my mom and dad who had both passed away some time ago. But I really wanted to communicate to them. Um, But there were no more entries past those three because I found my ability to be able to celebrate within myself and that I could speak to Jim without feeling guilt, without worrying about the neighbors having me locked away. Um, I'm still perfectly good sometimes just saying things out loud, sometimes in my mind, sometimes completely out loud. But that's just the way I celebrate. There have been times that have taken me off guard. I was in New York City with a friend. It was my first time back there in some time. And we were going into Penn Station to catch the subway to go across town. And as I walked up to Penn Station, I saw there was an elevator going down in Penn Station. 
and i said i'll be damned i don't remember this ever being here before wait till i go home and tell jim and i stopped myself right before those last few words came out of my mouth realizing that's what i was about to say wait until i can tell jim and i knew that i didn't have jim to come home and tell about that and it was hard it was a hard moment even though it was 6 months maybe 8 months after he passed away um it was the first time i almost verbalized that to somebody else so that that was hard that was really hard but tackling the year knowing that it was going to be my year and i wanted to live it as if it were my last year made such a difference for me initially maybe not so much because i took the job then i got the offer letter finally after jim had passed away and that job took up almost all of my time and eventually actually kept me captive in my house because i work from home and the position grew and changed into a place where it became obvious that the expectation was that I would be available at all times and that I would work seven days a week. And because they didn't want to pay for a help desk after hours, we rotated through. So about every six weeks, seventh week, I would be the overnight help desk. So when I finished my job that evening, I was still available for help desk calls, having to log back in to route work. Um, through till eight o'clock the next morning and that was for the full week it became difficult to even try to leave my house to go get groceries and I finally realized that I was not going to be able to move my life forward in any way if I was trapped alone in my own house seven days a week um, so that kind of made the decision on that and at the time when I made that decision and decided that was it, I was leaving that position, uh, which was a real leap of faith for me because that meant I was leaving that position with no income coming in. But I knew I had to do it because at that point there was no joy in my life. There was no joy in the job. They had um, changed up my position to such that it was all crunching numbers on my team. And there was absolutely no time left for mentoring and coaching the people that worked under me, which was the part of management that I loved the best. So I left the job to pursue what would bring me joy. And that's what I recommend. Not that you run out there and quit your jobs if you're working. No, no, <laughs> don't, don't believe that. Not for a minute, but that you look for ways in your life for things that will bring you joy and kind of take you out of your element and live your year to the fullest, wherever you are, if you're listening to this Within days after my podcasting it, you're still in January of 2016. Look at this entire year as your year to live, as if it were your last year. How would you want to spend your last year? Even if you're listening to this for the first time in the middle of the year. If it's July, think about through to next July. And how would you want to live the last year of your life. Make yourself a list. 
I mean, really open up, dig into your heart. How do you want to spend that time? And then start making a way to do those things. It's important because if you don't do them now, when, when would you want to suddenly pass away and never have done any of what would bring you joy? It's amazing to think about. It can be uncomfortable to think about because you're now thinking about your own mortality. But when the loved one in your life passes away like that, it does kind of bring your own mortality to the forefront. And I think that was part of the gift that Jim gave me in passing when he did. And yes, I'm telling you, I can look back at his sudden death and I can see a gift in it. I actually, a year out from it, can see several gifts in his passing. Shocking as that may seem, the first gift that became apparent, and this is because I know Jim was firm in the belief that we choose coming into this life and we also choose when we're going to go. Not that we consciously choose that while we're here living this life. It may be something we even decided before we came, were born into this life. But he was firm about that. We absolutely choose our time of passing. And if he chose his time of passing, he chose it at the very end of a year so that I would bring in a new year on my own and have that whole year stretch in front of me as my year to live. I truly think if he had passed away at a different time, I might not have seen it that way. But it doesn't matter really at which time, at which point in time you stand now, you can look at the next 12 months stretching out in front of you and ask yourself, how would you want to live the next 12 months if it were going to be your last? And what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Go get that life that you want. Start finding some joy again. And there's no guilt in feeling joy in widowhood. We do continue to grieve. We do continue to feel that pain, that loss. But it doesn't mean that we're not allowed to feel joy again. Even just looking out the window and seeing a couple of squirrels wrestling around under my oak tree, it gives me that little moment of lift, that little moment of joy. So tomorrow morning, wake up, sit up in bed, say thank you, thank you, thank you. I have a whole nother day to explore. And let your feet hit the floor and feel a little bit excited about having a whole day, a whole day in front of you to do something that will bring joy to you. So thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you like what you hear, please share it for other widows, because it's in my heart that as many widows, I want to reach as many widows as I can just to share my story and to share my message and the lessons I've learned along the way. You can find me at joannethelifecoach.com. That's J-O-A-N-N, thelifecoach.com. Now, go find some joy in your life. 
Until next time.